managers of remote teams do all the same things that in-office managers do. Hiring, onboarding, performance reviews, weekly check-ins, and more. We just do them a little differently. Yes, we use many, many Zoom phone calls to keep up FaceTime with our teams, but managing employees who work from home or from a remote location 100% of the time takes more strategic thinking and intentional planning than simply recreating in-office scenarios in a digital world. Now, whether you're trying to quickly adapt to a remote management situation, or you are settling into a role for the long term, the same fundamentals need to be put in place to build solid communication, performance, and employee growth. It might feel difficult, even unintuitive at first, but it's our job as managers to create a great place to work. And it's quite rewarding to have a productive team that is flexible, independent, and brings diverse perspectives to the table. The remote team I manage spans five countries, and they are the most productive people I know. And actually, in my case, I've never actually met my the people who I work with face-to-face. We simply engage via Zoom, phone calls, emails, and so forth, and we get the job done. Uh, But who has the time to really achieve remote teamwork utopia in this day and age? Uh, I really think that even though it may seem difficult, we certainly have to strive toward some balance. Your team is already working from home and needs your full support, like yesterday. Thankfully, uh, Thankfully, transferring your managerial skills to a remote setting doesn't have to take months of training. You can set up the basics pretty quickly by simply breaking it all down into these seven steps. So let's jump into these seven practical steps to leading a remote team. I'm quite sure we'll enjoy it. Pour yourself a piping hot cup of coffee or ginger tea as I like to, and let's do the slipper shuffle towards the first step to managing a successful remote team. First step, we have to build our team's remote home base. Just like we would set up a designated section of desk, some meeting rooms, and create a casual space in the lunchroom for the office team to use, we also need to create a common space for our remote teams where they can group together, access team resources, and even indulge in some non-work-related conversations. Now, this goes beyond a set of tools. It includes a shared set of expectations around how to use these tools so that the team can work harmoniously in these spaces. Little inconveniences can cause big disruptions in a remote work setting. And so, for instance, if you're using Slack, Avoid the all or here element because it's quite disruptive to productivity. Now, this depends on your particular work environment and the particular culture of the workspace. 
But those two elements, they feel it like standing up in an office and shouting for immediate attention. So if the workspace is not conducive to that sort of behavior, then we certainly want to limit that when we are using digital tools. Um, here are a couple of elements that we want to have when we are setting up a remote office space. One is synchronous communication. A chat tool like Slack, even email, depending, can allow us, allow you to have a constant real-time connection with your team. Slack probably is a lot better than that, for that than Gmail. Uh, a digital workspace. And this is perhaps a shared space where work happens. There are many tools that we can use for this, but Trello comes to mind. Uh, Basecamp is another great option that I use personally on the projects that we work on. Another point is a video meeting space. When engaging with clients or even engaging with other uh, uh, employees, it, sometimes you want to have a face-to-face. -face, um, and a tool like Zoom certainly helps us to get that accomplished. Uh, myself, I also like to use Loom. It's a great way to quickly screencast what's on your screen in order to communicate a complex point or get some issue resolved that needs immediate uh, review by perhaps uh, more than one party. And lastly, a common calendar. This is a team calendar that shows vacation, holidays, important lunches, and due dates. And the whole point of this is so that everyone can see visually uh, everyone's availability. Now, you'll know the team is thriving because they'll be confident about how to use the tool stack to communicate, collaborate, and provide status update. Furthermore, they'll feel comfortable bringing their whole selves to work and will communicate their desires for team connection and other needs. As a manager, you'll be able to gauge the team's success through a healthy record of activity. Step two, set up a recurring one-on-one -on -one meeting with each employee, with each report. Now, it's okay if you don't need all the time, but an hour or so is minimum the amount of time that should be spent on these very important one-to-one -one meetings. And you should never try to rush these important face-to-face -face calls. It's a good time for both parties to communicate and be honest with the situation and at, at hand. And yes, you should encourage the use of video during these meetings. Uh, they are your most valuable time to build your relationship and check in on everything from work to personal and emotional issues because we're not in the face-to-face -face environment uh, or rather we're not in the physical space. Uh, video certainly is a great substitute uh, for that. Now, in this case, you might be worried about what to talk about. The difference that a video conference, uh, the effect that it can have on two people communicating, whereby in the past we were used to a physical uh, 
uh, space where we both um, engaged. Uh, certainly that is an issue. However, uh, as to what to discuss when you are engaging in these one-to-one meetings with each report. Well, build an agenda. Build an agenda all week with a place to quickly add topics and give each other a heads up so that you can both come to the meeting prepared. And so it's a good good idea here to inform the report, inform your employee uh, that there will be a one-to-one or rather just schedule it in so both can have an agenda of what to of what to discuss. It's certainly very important in this particular space given the online nature of the communication. Now, you'll know the team is thriving because they'll be adding items to discuss to the board, to the agenda board throughout the week and taking the initiative to track and follow through on growth goals and ongoing items listed on the board. Furthermore, you'll feel in touch with their progress as well as how they're faring mentally and emotionally at work on an ongoing basis. Step three, schedule a useful weekly all hands team meeting. Now, it's equally important to build in regular FaceTime as a whole team, as it's those opportunities that create those one-to-one moments. You'll find that the frequency of meetings needed will ebb and flow, depending on the cadence of business and activity. In times of crisis, your remote team might be craving more frequent interaction, and that may be the case. You'll have to assess each and every one of your reports. While they might prefer less meetings when deadlines are looming or work is flowing well. Since flexibility is one of the best parts of remote work, don't be afraid to change up the cadence to suit the team's preferences. However, anchoring the team with a regular weekly all-hands-on-deck meeting can create a structure around which the team can build their schedule. The key here is to make sure that the time is well used and used well so that people actually want to show up and participate. Enlist the team, enlist the entire team to prepare the meeting agenda in advance. And also schedule some recurring elements like delivering kudos for jobs well done or discussing recent learnings. Also consider assigning someone to take meeting notes or record the meeting so that people who can't attend can catch up on it later. Always have a meeting lead to keep people plugged in and keep the flow going. And you'll know your team is thriving because they'll be building meeting agendas without your friendly reminders, participating in lively discussions and sharing thank yous with each other in the group setting, in in the group. You will be assured that the team is avoiding working in silos through information sharing and having time to remember that everyone on the team is real 
live and a person. Four, build a process to protect your team from distractions. Research has proven that remote workers tend to be more productive despite the lure of Netflix and doing the laundry. But a key to productivity for any team, remote or co-located, is a manager that can properly protect and prioritize the work that comes to the team. When the requests start sliding into the DMs unfiltered and the stress builds up, it can be easy to miss the signs as a remote manager. Building one place where all requests can come in, can be prioritized and assigned, then tracked to completion, will streamline things significantly and provide that peace of mind that nothing is slipping through the cracks. I recommend using a Kanban workflow, and if you don't know what that is, just uh, Google it, K-A-N-B-A-N. It allows organization, a visual organization. In a way, we discussed something like this in, uh, I think, step two or three, but it's a place where the work in a shared place can be visually seen. Uh, furthermore, we want to limit the work in progress by having different stages that communicate both volume in each stage and their status, such as incoming, up next, doing, blocked, etc. You'll actually find this workflow at a McDonald's. If you go to order a hamburger, you'll see that they have this sort of thing um, set up. Also, it's a good thing to empower the team to pace themselves and be transparent about their commitments so that they can help you help them avoid overwhelm. Now, you'll know that the team is thriving because there will be directing people to send their request to the central intake and taking on tasks in incoming as they are able rather than responding to every little ping and ding. You'll feel confident knowing everyone's work is being seen and prioritized properly. Five, find and foster time for remote team health and fun. Just like you'd have lunch, chat by the water cooler, or go out for special team building activities in an office, all of these things can be replicated in a digital space. Getting your team comfortable with virtual socializing is one of the most important things you can do to help your remote team be successful. We all need connection, we're people, and your team will look to you for permission and inspiration here. Ask your team to come up with ideas of what they'd like to do or talk about. So they've invested in the events. Consider getting aside a program budget to purchase games like Jackbox or Books for Book Club. You can also get started with some 
team building activities using video meetings. The most important thing is that people enjoy it and want to show up. The key benefit of this and how you'll know that your team is thriving is that they'll interact with each other easily on social calls and suggest ideas for games or activities. Slack chatter can be healthy, can be a healthy mix of work, talk, YouTube links, memes, and shared photos of weekend activities. They'll let you know loud and clear if they need more or different social events. Six, it's a good idea to create a cadence for performance and team health reviews. Now, if you take a look at your current performance review process, you'll probably notice that none of the factors that play into how you assess your team's performance have to do with how they function in a physical office. So we have to shift meetings to video and the printed review letters into PDFs. Reviewing the team health is very vital because teamwork can get fragile when work piles up and people forget that there are other humans on the other side of the screen. It's a good idea to run a biannual or quarterly team health to monitor and assess how everyone is feeling about team issues and processes. Now, you'll know your team is thriving because you'll have regularly occurring records of everyone's thoughts and opinions on their remote experience. And you can monitor progress on improving areas that are flagged as problematic. And we're at seven. Here, we wanna hire and onboard new remote team members to keep growing. And yes, it's certainly 100% possible to go through the entire hiring and onboarding process with a new employee without meeting them in person. Ideally, even when everyone is distributed, you'd organize an on-site week to give them a chance to meet with the team and build some in-person experience with the team. But that's not always possible. If you have new employees starting in a fully remote setting, you'll just need to set up a clear structure. For instance, help your new hire settle into the role. Help them grow the company by helping them with their knowledge and understanding and empower them with the tools, info, and resources to get up to speed quickly. Now, you'll know your team is thriving here because your new hire will be in all the right Slack channels and communication channels. They'll have access to your remote team home base. They'll perhaps already have scheduled their one-on-one with their manager and teammates, and they'll be embraced by the larger team from day one. You'll know exactly where they are in the onboarding process and be confident that they aren't just waiting for someone to tell them what to do next. I think these seven steps are quite key and a good direction in managing a remote work situation. And I certainly hope it 
I hope it helps in helping you as a manager to better orient yourself for this new environment that it appears may be long-term. We'll see. Thank you so much for listening and tune in next time. Thank you.